It's the RU Review, sponsored by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. It's the last show of the 2019 season, but it's a big show. As Greg Schiano has returned to the banks, I'm Steve Titchener in our studio with Matt Lachlan. And on the line, we have our own John McAlevey and radio color analyst, former player, Eric Legrand. And Eric, take a bow because you... Uh, you know, when those talks broke down, you got loud and some people heard it. And not just you, the whole fan base, they opened up the talks. They got it done. And uh, just tell us, how are you feeling about uh, Shiano coming back to the banks? Oh, man, let's just say it's been an interesting few weeks, guys. It's been crazy, up and down roller coaster of emotions. But I knew the whole time that Coach Shiano was all in. He sat on my couch a few weeks back talking to me about about what the job would mean to him and what he was ready to do here. And then, you know, I went with the holes and I went down with the coaching search and not saying he was all in this and that, but I'm just so happy that I was able to voice my opinion about the matter and the fan base, you know, they got behind it and they lost. Well, first they went from losing millions of dollars to now gaining millions of dollars. It's crazy to say that all happened probably within a five-day period, but uh, it's pretty amazing to see how, the university in the state of New Jersey is rallied together and we got our guy back. And Erica, you're being humble, but not everyone who wanted Greg back got front page in the star ledger, got a chance to speak on the field and put it to the board of governors and have his number used as a fundraising number uh, by John Newman uh, to raise money. Like if money's the issue, everybody, let's contribute 52 bucks in, in honor of Eric Legrand and we'll we'll pay the difference. And they got like three hundred thousand dollars or over three hundred G in like uh, a week. So you used your platform. You have used your platform in so many ways. But this one strikes really near and dear to you because I know the love you have for Greg Schiano. Just take us through as coach is sitting on your couch and then the rug is pulled out from underneath him, you know, just take us through the emotions of these last couple of weeks for you personally. Well, I think that he's going to have the job and he's going to go in there and you get fired up for the things that he wants to do recruiting and the coaching staff he's going to put together. And then, uh, to think that everything, I mean, what's going to happen after the negotiations when they, when they met with each other, I'm like, okay, this is perfect. Like, I can't wait for the good news. And then it was taking longer and longer and longer. Like, I'm like, what's going on? And you wake up on Sunday morning and he put the coach in up his name and then all the articles came out and stuff. And you're like, wait, what? This wasn't the conversation we had, you know, a few weeks ago. And then I got to talk with him a little bit. And I talked to Bat Hobbs and just to hear, you know, both sides of the story. And I'm like, oh, we have, there's a way we have to make this happen. And, I got an opportunity to open up, open. I write an open letter in the NJ.com, and I was speaking to a few people. And like, e, you can bring this together. You can make this happen. So I wrote what I wanted to write in there, and we made it happen. And I guess now, now we're all happy because now the pen is signed out of paper, so we can say that it's official. <laughs> he is back. It was an unbelievable news conference on Wednesday. We're recording this the day after sixty plus media members there. Uh, and the truth is that would not have happened unless Coach Shiano was coming back. Anyone else would have had coverage, but not to that degree. So it is a big day uh, on the banks. John, you have a question? I have a question for Eric. I, I know that you've always been uh, an influential person and, um, you know, that's a great thing. What I have is 
if, if you're still interested in using some of that sway, my car is 11 years old now, so can you go on to Twitter and say if people want to make a donation, $52 would be fine. Um, I could use some help with that. But um, now, all kidding aside, uh, it's a big day for you and your fellow alumnus that played for him, that have a love for him. Your relationship with him goes well beyond the football field after your injury. You know, some coaches maybe not would have walked away from someone like that, but he was front and center for, you know, your entire journey. So, so that shows you uh, he's not only a good football coach, he's a good human being. But let's take it maybe down to the field. I know the first time around when he was the coach, I unfortunately didn't really follow the program as closely as I have been these past few years. But it, he, he inherited a program that was really down in the dumps uh, and it took him a good five years to sort of get it going again. And that was when Rutgers was playing in the Big East Conference, which was, let's face it, a, pretty much a basketball conference still. Now he's in the Big Ten and he's inheriting, you know, for all intents and purposes, a dumpster fire. How long do we think mm-hmm. it's going to take him to get this program just back to respectability playing in one of the top three conferences in college football? The thing is, I think they're going to get respected in their first year because of the way that they're going to go out there and play. And you're going to see a difference in this team, their attention to detail, their toughness, their grit, and their fight, and also just the education of the game of football. That is all going to be enhanced. And some of those guys that you know maybe not have showed out this year are going to be able to step up next year. And you look at the schedule, and obviously they still have to go through the gauntlet of the Big Ten East, but it's pretty favorable. You have some matchups there where you can see yourself, you know, competing, of course, for Monmouth, Temple, Syracuse, Illinois, Purdue. Those guys are all on the schedule. Those are competable, competable games for you. So it's going to be interesting to see how he feels out this recruiting class, of course, and how many freshmen are going to play for him or grad transfers or, you know, the transfer portal. That's going to help out a lot as well. But I'm excited to see it. I think they're going to gain respect immediately, but We'll see how many victories they can pull off. You're listening to the RU Review. We'll be back with Eric Legrand, but a quick message from Zebra Pen. When seeking to find your path to enlightened writing, look to Zebra Pen for products that deliver on style, function, and value. Find Zen in your pen. Zebra Pen. Find us at your local retailer or online at zebrapen.com and follow us on social media. And we're back on the RU Review. And Eric, let's talk on the field. Let's talk X's and O's because Coach obviously has to roll up his sleeves. And how about the players? Now, one big decision made is Art Sikowski is coming back. And I understand it's at the behest of Shiano. He wanted him back. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think it's big because Art was a Jersey guy. He's one, he wanted to play for Coach Shiano as you see him coming back. He wants to represent the state as best as possible. So it's going to be interesting. He's going to have a shot to go out there and show what he can do. As Coach Shannon mentioned, he realized that the more you spread out play people on the field, the more chances you have and the harder it is for defenses and stuff like that. So we'll see if Art can play in a little bit more of that spread type of offense or whatever Coach Shannon's going to run when it comes to that. But he's, obviously he's shown that he doesn't want to just line up always and that tight up front set and that post style offense. So it should be very interesting to see. But we saw lights, um, some some you know some hoping lights for Art when um, that Michigan game, that one drive that they had down the field when they actually protected him the entire time. 
he has an arm and he can look at now from his first and second and third option. And that's what you're hoping is going to continue to, to go for as him going forward. You're going to hope that continues to get better and better because he has the, all the ability in the world to do it, the tangibles are there. It's just now actually going out there and doing it. So, you know, you wish him the best. I can understand why Greg wants him because the quarterback situation behind that, I mean, with all due respect to what Johnny Langan did under fire uh, and Cole Snyder behind him, Sitkowski makes a critical position better by his presence. And that gets Greg's tenure, his second go around here off to a better start. Here's the problem I have, and you can speak to it as a former player. I certainly cannot. When it got tough, he left. And that bothers me as a fan. That bothers me as someone who covers the sport, that when things got tough, Art pulled back and said, whoa, I'm out of here, at least for this year. How does he repair that bridge? Because there are guys he's going to line up with uh, alongside who stuck it out and got, in many cases, their butts handed to them, uh, their butts kicked. So how does he mend that bridge and is there the potential for a rift there for the guys who said, hey, I stayed here, I was loyal to my teammates and my program while you left, and now you're coming back? Yeah, that's always the hardest thing, and I think, you know, the, in order for that to be hashed out, you can't listen to the outside noise, honestly. You have to be able to talk to your teammates that you were there with. I'm sure you've had plenty of conversation with them, and at the end of the day, a lot of the times people know, I know this is a team game, but sometimes you have to look at what's best for yourself and the, those players in there know that and believe me as a former player you know that sometimes if the situation is not adding up for you sometimes it's time to move on I'm sure he told every single one of his those players if Koshiano is coming back I'm back but when everything broke down like the way it did he was like yeah I gotta start looking at other options and then as you see when Koshiano when they worked out the, the details with Shiano he came back he said like, hey I'm back so I'm sure that was reiterated into, into their heads those players and they know where his head stands. And of course, you know, when he stops and when he's sitting out a year, that gives him an extra year to play. I know you hate to see it now and uh, this new rule, you know, four games and then you can, uh, then you can redshirt, but it gives him an extra year. Now and he's back at Rutgers and that's where he wants to be. Everyone knows that we know where he wants to be, but he wasn't looking out for himself in those types of situations. And sometimes you can't fault people for that. And it's interesting. Eric, as we all know, recruiting is the lifeblood of collegiate athletics. And in that respect, I have a feeling that coaches' biggest wins this upcoming season and a couple seasons in the future will come maybe not on the field, but in living rooms and in kitchens. And so as someone that was recruited by the man, tell us what his approach was, not only with you, but with your mom and your family selling the state university to a Jersey kid and then what it would be like selling it to someone who resides outside of Jersey as well. I'll tell you what, when Coach Shannon walks into the room and just like demands respect, he has that aura about him. He comes in, you know, he means business. And when he just starts talking to you, you're like, whoa, this guy has is a man with a plan. He's on a mission and you want to be a part of this mission because of how sincere his message is coming across to you. He wants to know your family. He usually remembers almost everybody's name and your family, which is pretty crazy. He says, we're going to have a conversation with you. And then, he, of course, with the in-state people, he sells about representing uh, the state of New Jersey, being home and and what that means to for Jersey people. And then out-of-state people, 
he talks about how much he's going to be able to develop them to become the best player that they possibly can be. And it's true. He will develop you to be the best player that you can possibly be. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be fun. And believe me, he's going to get all up in you. But at the end of the day, you have respect for each other. And you'll see that when you go in there as an 18-year-old boy, you're going to leave there as a 21, 22-year-old man. And that's what he does. And his track record shows it. And you will have a chance to play in the NFL if you fully buy in to what he's preaching or he's trying to coach and teach you. You know what intrigues me, Eric, is now we know how good of a uh, recruiter uh, Shiano is, but he didn't have the transfer portal back the first go around. Mm-hmm. And I would think that he would excel there. I mean, I know you know the transfer portal hurts programs and helps programs, but I would think that he'd be able to help the program considerably uh, with transfers. And, and with that in mind, are you hearing anything about Raheem Blackshear? Is he going to stay or is he taking off? I'm sure he's trying to get Raheem Blackshear. That's the type of player right there where, you know, he's a he's he's got he's talented. He can play for anybody in the country. And if you have him in your arsenal on that offensive side of the ball, even on special teams, then that's just going to make you better. So I'm sure there's talks about trying to hey, let me see what I what we can do for you with your last two years. You know, let me see how I can develop you into be the best player you can be. So I'm sure there's talks there. But yeah, through that transfer portal. It definitely helps a lot of a lot of people be able to reach out if it's not working in somewhere else, and you try to bring them here and help them out and guide them. And he said in his press conference yesterday, you know, he thought he was the hardest recruiter in the country until he met Urban Meyer <laughs> and, his, and the, using some of those tactics that he used. So I'm hoping that he learned a lot over there from being in Ohio State for three years and to start using some of those recruiting tactics on these guys here. And some of those tactics actually come down to what was in the contract. And I can't believe that people, and there weren't a lot, but a few outraged at the private plane, et cetera, et cetera. That's the modern day recruiting. You've got to be able to hop on a plane after a practice uh, and get to see a kid, walk in the hallways of his school, talk to his parents, whatever it is, and then get back uh, in time for practice the next day or speaking engagement you have because yeah. Greg's going to be very busy. So uh, that that's just part and parcel of it. It's now how you use it. Look, I, I, I think this. I, had no, some... no, I, was, I, I want to comment on that. Yeah. I'm glad you actually brought that up because so many people get so crazy because the normal person doesn't take a private jet. So when you hear that, it's like, oh, that's so outlandish. What does he need that for? But honestly, you guys understand this. Could you imagine Coach Shiano sitting in an airport and a flight gets delayed and he can't go visit three guys because he, uh, because his flight is delayed and he has to go back home? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, this is big-time college football. You and know, they'd want him to fly coach, too. <laughs> exactly. And then also it's – it's funded by private donors. It's, they talk, Chris Christie came out saying it was the state taxes paying for the state, you know, the people of New Jersey paying their state taxes into this. No, it's funded by private donors that help them get from this place to that place. And like I said, he's, I, can't, I can't even picture him having to go to an airport and wait there because and not being able to get to some of the guys that he wants to recruit, especially since the new land out of area that he has now, after being at Ohio State, all these different high school coaches, that he knows now, I just can't imagine him having to fly into somewhere and then have to drive like two other hours because he couldn't fly into a private area. Just so many different things that go into it recruiting-wise. Just, it's just standard for college, uh, big-time college football. No question. And, and the other side of that is let's just say that 
even if he agreed to do that, fly commercial, et cetera, here's what happens. The other schools fly their guys in and they tell the recruit, hey, you know what Rutgers is doing? They're making their coach fly uh, commercial. Uh, they're not big time. Like that's what happens. It's it's really just uh, trying to one up the other side and it becomes this incredible financial battle. OK, you've got a new field house. We'll build a new field house. Uh, you give the coach uh, this contract. We got to give our coach that contract. It becomes that kind of a financial war. But that's the reality of being in the Big Ten. Here's one of the things I, I wasn't sure about uh, early on. I I came to see that no one would have the buzz that Greg did coming back. And and I won't mention any names that were allegedly in the running or at least were discussed in the media because they've all got jobs and they've all got a resume that really is pretty good compared to most people who get into the coaching game. But it just wouldn't have the same buzz to say, hey, welcome as the next coach at Rutgers XYZ. So I, I do understand the value of that. My concern was the the expectations being too high for the reality. And I think you did, you've done a good job, Eric, of tempering them. I don't know what next season brings. It's a lot of work. He's going to be chopping and his assistant's going to be chopping for a long time before Rutgers mm -hmm. can finally have an equal foothold in the big 10. So how do you manage reality and perception? Because I can speak on my side uh, of the professional world, the devil's, head coach John Hines fell victim to perception mm -hmm. not being reality, the perception higher than what reality should have been, but perception cost him his job because they didn't reach that. That's not the case of Greg. He's got a long-term contract. He's got a rebuild. My point is, how do you manage perception versus the reality of what he's facing? No, obviously it's going to be, you know, that first loss that they take where somewhat where it might not be to a team that you should have lost or if it's, Unfortunately, it's a blowout. You hope that doesn't happen. But that's when it kind of sets in. Because right now, everyone's on cloud nine. They welcome them back. It's December 5th right now. And we still we don't play until September 5th of 2020. So right now, everyone's going to be riding high all through this year. And next year, you know, spring ball, going into uh, summer camp when that gets started. So everyone's going to be flying high. And expectations are going to be through the roof. And we'll see how these guys develop. But once they actually got to go out there and play football, and that's when you'll see what type of team that you have. And that's where people should judge their expectations off of them when they actually go out there on the football field and say, hey, this team is actually going to be pretty good. He turned this around pretty fast. Or hmm, this is going to take a little bit of time, you know, and don't get discouraged by that because with him, I'm telling you, with him being the head coach, it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be this year or I'm sorry, next season. I really hope it is. But with him there, once he gets that culture with these players, once he's setting that, that tradition and the culture that he has, I'm telling you, when these guys buy in, it's going to be special, and I can't wait for it. Eric, here's a question for you that's sort of outside of the box, um, and because your relationship with Coach is really strong, have you ever given the thought, or has Coach ever bridged the subject with you about you actually getting involved with the staff and coaching? I mean, mm -hmm. this is something that on a much lower level, you know, after my spinal cord injury, I was always a sports guy and I needed an outlet to get my competitive juices out. And a friend asked me if I wanted to help him out coaching basketball. And first 
at first blush, I laughed because not only can I not only hold the basketball anymore, I can't dribble one, but here we are 20 years later and I'm still coaching and having a blast with it. It gives me that competitive Jones that I was lacking. Is that something that, you know, you have ever thought about and, and being so close to coach, maybe they could carve out something where you can not only be involved, but as a mentor uh, to young men that, uh, that you would be a wonderful advocate in that respect. Well, the one that's been a mentor to young men and things like that, I would love to be a part of it. You know, I'll be, you know, see where I can stand in that. But when it comes to actual coaching wise, you know, the, the techniques and stuff, I don't think I'll be able to do because especially with football, it's so hands on. It's a, you know, you're putting your hands on somebody every game, especially, I mean, every play, especially on the defensive line, the techniques that I would need to know would be hard to actually talk those techniques out. You would actually have to show them and prove them, especially on the D line. You got to push, uh, rip this and that. So that would be hard for me to actually coach, but as a mentor to some of these kids and helping them out in that sort of way, I would love to be a part of it somehow, whether it's speaking or, you know, someone's going through something and helping them overcome that adversity that they're dealing with. You know, so I'll see, you know, I'll talk with coach as things start to settle down a little bit more once he gets to staff because we, we don't know how busy he is right now trying to put this together with the early signing day coming, but as things settle down a little bit. Yeah, we'll have that conversation with him and see if there could be maybe a little, little, little role I could play with him and the staff and being a part of the university still. You could be the team shrink. Yeah. The team shrink. Yeah, I'll get you there. Hey, guys. You guys, get out of your own head now. It's time for you to go out there and just play some football. That's right. Stop you thinking. You don't got it that bad. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and, and also, stop complaining. You're. 18, 19, 20 years old playing a game you love. Get out of my office. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. exactly. All right. You're listening to the RU Review. We'll get a quick message from Zebra Penn, and then we'll be back to wrap up with Eric Legrand. When seeking to find your path to enlightened writing, look to Zebra Pen for products that deliver on style, function, and value. Find Zen in your pen. Zebra Pen. Find us at your local retailer or online at zebrapen.com and follow us on social media. Hey, we're back on the RU Review, and let's talk about the staff here, Eric. Greg Shano has a lot of decisions to make. Uh, you know, Nunzio Campanelli did it really. I mean, it was, he was thrown into the fire. I thought he did a pretty darn good job. I'd like to see him stick around, but where do they put him? Oh, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely going to stick around. I think. He'll probably be a position coach. I don't know if he'll be a coordinator. I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe not. But he's definitely going to be around, and they have already announced that that he'll be there. So I'm excited to see where that goes and helping recruit these kids and laying a platform. Coach Shanna mentioned that they've actually been communicating for the past few weeks and laying the infrastructure down on what's going to happen in the offseason and how we can get guys. So kind of, I guess Coach Nunzio knew that if Shanna was a guy, he was already going to be on staff, so that helps out a lot. And when it comes to recruiting wise, especially those big North schools up there, that's huge. But um, on the defensive side, you know, I'm sure we'll see some of his guys back, like Bob Frazier, who's up at New England right now. That's he's the brains behind the whole operations of the defense. And you know, uh, we'll see if, if Anthony Campanelli's coming back as well from Michigan. You know, it's gonna be a lot of fun when he puts the staff together. But if he has the money now and the resources to do it. So I'm hoping that we can get some guys in there that's going to get the fan base fired up, the players fired up, but most importantly, the X and O's on a football field really going to put us at the level to compete with the 
bigger and better ups, as Coach Seattle says, we're not trying to catch them. We're trying to pass those bigger ups, and it's going to take a lot of work to do it. It is because of the the league they're in, the conference they're in, and, and the division particularly. But here's what I liked about what happened, even though it was a sloppy way to get there. Politicians weighed in, and I'm not always in favor of those guys, but they do control purse strings. So that's very important. They weighed in. Let's get this done. And for a state that is split so often, um, based on where you live, you're more Philly, you're more New York. Where does Jersey fit in there? Where does Rutgers fit in there when we're really sandwiched by two great cities? Greg, I think, has laid the groundwork very early in that news conference. He was like, it is us, everyone in New Jersey, you have to be behind us. Now, not everyone is. We understand that. But I think this can be a this finally can unify north and south behind our great state university. And I think there's there's implications beyond what he might be able to do on the sideline. It might be pie in the sky thinking on my behalf, but I think that. Finally, there's someone uh, at this moment that can be the guy, the person who will bring focus, attention, and really, I think based on what he's done previously in terms of getting kids to graduate, et cetera, he he will bring a lot of glory to the university. So I I think it's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, bringing everyone together because there has been a North and South Jersey battle and I will say Central Jersey, we do exist as well. <laughs> but, uh, but bringing, and Central, bringing, as you know, Eric, Central de- is defined by where you live in North or South. Like I talk exactly, to people and, and I'll say North Jersey and they go, well, no, Union County is like Central Jersey. I said, well, that's because you're in Burlington County, right? It's like, it's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I would say my town is the last city in Central Jersey because Union County, I consider that North Jersey and my town Avenel connects the wrong way, which is Union County. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm the North Central of Central Jersey. But back to what I will say with uh, uniting everyone, this is the time and buying in and getting into all these high schools again. That's the thing that the past coaching staffs lacked, going to all these high schools and developing a relationship with all these coaches. Shiano can do that, and he will do that. He is going to try to set a board around all these schools. I know he'll work tirelessly trying to get there flying in on his helicopter going into these schools. And, and like I said, when he walks into a room, these kids are going to be like, whoa, I want to be a part of it. And he's going to be able to sell that Jersey dream, whether it's all the way up in Bergen County, North Jersey, or if it's down in Camden County and South Jersey, these guys are going to get someone who wants to bring this entire state together. And he's going to let them know we're going to need you to do it. And as you have seen, these high school coaches, they're all in on this. I know they have like their NJFCA meeting, whatever they they have on this, they, they picked the Super 100. That's the best 100 kids in the state. And they were talking about record number breakings because it's up at Rutgers and supposedly Coach Yano is supposed to speak there. They're expecting over 200 coaches. I think the, I think the crew is galvanized in New Jersey. The high school coaches are ready to buy into what Coach Yano is preaching again. So I think this is going to be huge for the entire state. North, South, and I think, and- I, I think, Eric, the cherry on top is now – the the laughing stock that was the SHI Stadium, they're going to replace <laughs> what everybody thought the final letter was going to be with an A-N-O. 
We have Toronto <laughs> Stadium. We're going to have to add a C in there somewhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, now we can uh, we can add that to the end of it. So I think maybe there was a little foreshadowing. Some folks thought that maybe he was coming back, and that's why uh, SHI went with the stadium name right there. Mm-hmm. Just just as a little aside there. Eric, one I'm other player. Eric, one other player I'd like to mention, and you know, unlike uh, Sikowski and Blackshear, here's a guy who's you know could have t- could have you know bailed, and you know said, listen, let's let's go, and, and he, he played his heart out, and that's Isaiah Pacheco, and I would say he's the kind of player that that Greg Schiano would love. Oh my God, he's gonna have a lot of fun with that. Isaiah Pacheco might touch the ball thirty times a game next year. He's that hard nosed, gritty, and he's gonna fight and get every yard that he can, and he's gonna give each your all. Every single play, you got to love that type of toughness. Gets up and let, runs back to the huddle. And when he runs you over, lets you know about it a little bit. I love that. That's what Jersey represents. And he's from all the way down there in South Jersey. And his mm-hmm. coach at Violent High School has been also very, very vocal about Cochiano coming back. So, you know, that there's that connection there. And he he's a Jersey guy through and through. And no matter who the coach was going to be, Isaiah Pacheco was going to stay there. But now with Cochiano mixed with him, going to be a lot of fun guys i can't wait yeah and after the ash firing look he a lot a lot of players probably looked to him and he you know he he was a leader in, in, in a lot of ways there and in, in terms of uh you know you know stay sticking it out and and playing hard as well and i will say that about the guys you know and then back to campanile they, they did play hard it was a tough situation and they all played hard and you know toward the end of the season there you know we thought there was going to be some awful blowouts and they, you know look they didn't win the games and we knew they weren't going to but they played hard and, the, and those blowouts really weren't what we thought they would be yeah i know that you know they 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 fought and they clawed through and they they worked their butts off you know the spread that came out were kind of astronomical when they played ohio state you see that i know we're talking about covering spreads right now and penn state was i think minus 40 but those guys and clawed, and they didn't make it easy for those teams. And they were even up out Penn State at one point, and they were down 21 to 7 to Ohio State, who's the number one team in the country at one point. So you can see that Coach uh, Nunzio did a hell of a job getting those guys to fight and believe and continue to get better week in and week out. Meanwhile, they were dealing with a whole lot for 18 to 22 year olds, you know, losing a coach, hearing about if Coach Nunzio's even going to be the head coach, who's the next guy going to be. He was able to rally those guys around, and they played their hearts out week in and week out for him. Johnny, you got anything else? I'm I'm all out. I'm just happy that uh, our friend Eric was able to uh, kind of galvanize the troops and, and and make this thing come together with uh, with his fellow players and and some other folks. And so uh, it's a happy day for him, I know, and for Rutgers alum uh, all, all around the, the Garden State and around the country and. Let's see now. We've got uh, we've got an adult in the room. It's someone who is going to, as Eric has told us, take the bull by the horns here and really try and put their best foot forward. So now let's get on with the program and watch it all start to unfold. And it's been a trying several years now for everyone involved in the program, us from afar on this show. Eric, you intimately involved in the broadcast and, of course, uh, Bleeding Scarlet. Uh, I, I think... There is finally light at the end of the tunnel. It might be a long tunnel that's got to be traveled. Uh, we know there's a lot of work to be done, but this is as bright a day as they've had in a long, long time on the banks. And we'll see what the summer brings. We'll see what the winter brings. But we know that there's some excitement on the horizon. Eric, thanks so much from the bottom of our heart for you giving us your time, not only today, but throughout the season. And we look forward to continuing the relationship. 
Yeah, absolutely, guys. Cannot wait for 2020 already. September 5th It's going to be special, guys. Yeah, Eric, thank you for another year of support. We really appreciate it. Love to have you on the show. And that'll do it for this season of RU Review. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Zebra Pen, for coming on for another year with us. Uh, great support from them. That's Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. That'll be a wrap for the 2019 season. But we will cover RU football on our site, moresportsnow.com. We'll do that year round. We also have Jersey Hardwood, which covers Seton Hall basketball and Rockers basketball. That'll be going all season long. So check it out. We have a series of podcasts. Just check it out on our site. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. So for Steve Titchener, Matt Lachlan here in the studio, we got Johnny on the line, and we'll catch you all next year. Bye-bye.